Welcome to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. At the University of Miami in Florida. Yes, and we're here at the Future Forum, but before we get started, there are a few things that I need to talk about that are noticeably different from our ordinary broadcast. As you probably recognize, Chris isn't here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into the personal reasons that he's not here. That's his own thing, but... Now, wait a minute. What did you do to him? I, no, I didn't do anything, but I am the host. You know he's always wanted that position. And he just uh, strong-armed it this morning. Yeah. yeah, all by himself. I wonder if Chris knows. Well, you know, I mean, yes, I'm physically strong, but I would never strong-arm Chris because I'm not a violent person in any way. But he could Although be he could here. pay someone. Yes, Sorry, okay, yes. go ahead. And so we're here at the Future Forum with me as host. In fact, Jackie, you're abandoning everything I taught you yesterday about what it means to be a co-host that supports the host. And I actually had Ron shoot some video of our little uh, meeting yesterday, and so why don't we roll with that? So we got a show tomorrow. Yep. Um, do you have an agenda or anything for me to go over and evaluate? Ooh, don't you have that? Um, well, I mean, you were on the same telecons and stuff. I just, I mean, as host, I wouldn't think I'd have to do any of that. I mean, I mean, it, to just be, I thought you would put all that together. Don't, don't you have some notes or anything I can... Haven't you learned from Chris? He does a lot of work. Yeah, Chris does do a lot of work. Yeah? I'd call him, but, you know, he can't really help me at this point. Is there right. anything, I mean, who, it, what's the future for him? Where? Yeah. I have to tell you something. Okay. I know we give you a hard time. Right. But I have a lot of faith that you could do a really good job. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So I need you to really get your stuff together. You've been in the same telecons, write everything mm -hmm. that, go back through your notes, okay. put an agenda together, and then we can review it together. Okay. All right. Well, can you forward me everything you've got? Sure. Okay. That'll help. And then I'll, I'll read that and we'll get together later and I'll try to... Yeah, that's good. That's not the tape that we run. We didn't talk yes, about it. Yes, it is. That. It's exactly what happened. That was not good at all, Blair. What, I, what are you talking? I didn't do. That's that's not right. I, I was had my A game on. That's that's uh, I disavow and that and was totally C plus game, Doc. C plus. Yeah, that was a C plus <laughs> game, no, but C plus. that's not accurate. Well, you know, very if Chris were here, he would have done his research. He would have checked the sources. He would have used the internet. Now, Franklin, Franklin, you, Blair, you're doing a great job, Thank and you. I'm sure Chris would Jack. be so proud. Yes, he would be. He w I saw that, and Chris is not here, but I'm hosting, and everything's going well if you just get on board. So we're talking about the Future Forum, and we're going to be hearing from Shana Dale and Carl Waltz. I got to interview them, and that went great, so we'll look forward to that. But also, I understand that even though I'm not Chris, you guys did get out to the campus. Uh, tell us about that. I think Chris would be proud of what we did. Very proud of what we did. We actually did an ESA okay. here on the campus of the University of Miami, and we had a lot of interesting uh, responses from the students here, and uh, Jackie was superb. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. We expect a lot, but this is the first delivers. time I worked at Franklin. Yes, it was it, a pleasure. It, it, how, what, how did Franklin do? Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah, excellent. He always does a good job. Yeah. So, uh, but I think you look forward to seeing that. And uh, as I, as I said, we talked a lot about technologies, and the students, believe it or not, were all over it. Well, I tell you, I like the feeling we're getting here. We're starting to build as a team. Now, Chris is absent. Maybe not such a big deal. Well, you you know, feel that? Well, Chris feel is that? actually a, a teacher. Uh, yes, he, he is. Before he came here to uh, NASA Edge, and I think 
his presence here on the university at the University of Miami was, is, is missed. Definitely well, missed. Yeah, and this, the students didn't really respond to all, all my professorial efforts either, which is unfortunate. But that's okay, because I'm not a teacher like Chris. But I am a host, and you're watching NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. From the University of Miami in Florida. Now things are cooking. This is good. This is nice. I feel like we're bonding as Where's a team. Where's that laser? Little, I, I need with the patches. Welcome back to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. We're here on the campus of the University of Miami outside of their student center. And this is the place where we're going to ask our ESA questions to the students about spin-off technology and the future of NASA. Who do you think will win, the guys or the girls? I think the men will do pretty good. I have a feeling the women always know what they're talking about. Let's check it out. Okay, Amy, my first question to you is, what is a rescue pod? Um, I would have to say something that goes on a spaceship in case something goes wrong. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's set in space. <laughs> it's a part of a ship that can eject and bring whoever's on the ship to safety. Well, I don't know exactly what it is, but I have a feeling because I remember I was watching Air Force One with, Har with Harrison Ford, and they used um, a pod for him to like escape and stuff like that, so I'm thinking that's what it is. Okay, the rescue pod I'm talking about is actually spelled R-E-S-Q-P-O-D. Have you ever heard of it? No. I have no idea. I really don't. It's actually spelled R-E-S-Q-P-O-D. Oh, then uh, I guess a rescue pod. Seen that iPod and that pod spelled the same, I believe it's some type of variation of an iPod. The rescue pod is actually a device that enhances circulation to the heart and the brain during CPR. It was born out of uh, uh, technology used at NASA to help astronauts get reacclimated and to increase their circulation when they got back on Earth. Okay. Just a bit of information. Okay. Saying you learned something today. I did. Okay. The second question is multiple choice. And we're talking about spin-off technology. How many spin-off technologies has NASA developed over the years? A, 16, B, 160, or C, 1600? 160. The middle one, B. B. Um, spin-off technologies in terms of just other technologies. I'll go with B. It's actually 1600. Really? Yeah, yeah. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm only familiar with the sleep member bed because of all the advertising. Oh, yeah. that's true. I'll say C, 1600. C, 1600? C, 1600? Absolutely correct. Good. I mean, you're looking real smart today now. No one's going to get the first one. I actually believe that. And the last question is a lot easier. Um, where would you see? Where would you like to see NASA go in the future? Like I know this is kind of like what everyone says, yeah, to go to Mars and stuff like that. But I think that we should discover if there's actually life out there. I'd like to see NASA develop programs that can further help us on Earth as well as in space too. So keep on developing technologies that can assist us to progress our civilization. Flying cars. Flying cars. Why flying cars? Um, I don't know. It would just be cool to see. Well, nanotechnology is something that vets have started to dabble in slightly as the medical field has also started. Um, so I guess trying to improve nanotechnology so it's more available to, you know, forms of medicine and it can help more. Uh, probably Mars. Ooh, I have one. Um, so I heard that when you go up into space, you're, um, 
bone density is decreased very much. So um, perhaps they can do more research to um, to rebuild up the bone density for like people who have osteoporosis. So it'd be helping, you know, the spacemen and also like regular lay people. I would like to see NASA back on the moon. I think so much was dedicated uh, before my lifetime to getting there, and. There's so much more we could do there, I believe, if we went back. Wow, we had a good time here on the campus of the University of Miami during our ESA questions. And uh, I, I'm actually proud to say that the women did edge out the men by a small percentage on, on their answers. Yes, they did. And we had some really great answers from nanotechnology to flying cars. It was great to see what all the students had to say about NASA and how interested they were. Hey, so until the next time, we step out for another ESA, and uh, hopefully you'll come out and work with me again. Oh, I'd love to. Hey, until then, this is NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Excellent job on the ESA, guys. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And if I'm not mistaken, I think our first ever NASA Edge tag team, where we actually had two uh, people out at the same time getting ESA questions. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time I've actually had an opportunity to work with you. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know, when we were down in uh, Daytona. During the road our, trip. Yeah, during our road trip, uh, Blair got out on the beach and did a little ESA uh, interaction with the people. But oh, okay. this was different, and it was nice to be working here with you at the University Thank of Miami. Thank you. Same here. Of course, those were my pre-hosting days. I mean, that was the old co-host days. So you're kind of following in my footsteps, of course. And, and, and uh, I'm very professional now hosting, and I did get an opportunity uh, to speak with the Honorable Shana Dale, the Deputy Administrator at NASA, which was great. And I actually had to spend a lot of time with her. We had very long interviews. She asked really tough questions, and she was very responsive. And uh, we're going to take a look at that. And uh, you guys, I'm sure you guys will be impressed. What you're going to see here now in this interview is an inside look at all things NASA via Blair and Shana Dale. So let's check it out. Well, thanks so much, Shanna, for coming and talking to us about the uh, future forums. Uh, my first question right off the gate, right off the bat, is actually, what is the future forum? The Future Forum is an opportunity to go to seven different cities in, in 2008, places that we don't typically go to, not our traditional aerospace stomping grounds, and kind of share the wealth in terms of what NASA is doing. This is our 50th year anniversary, so part of this is celebration, talking about the achievements over the past 50 years, but always also looking towards the future and what our new programs are and really trying to re-engage with the American public and share the excitement that we feel about the space program. How exactly does a spin-off technology happen? Well, um, spin-offs are part of the whole space economy that we're talking about. No, I'm sorry, space economy, is that like U.S. dollars or is it like No, it's, it's actually or? worldwide. Oh, and, okay. And um, for 2007, the new numbers are just in, and it's $251 billion in revenue worldwide that were generated. Wow. A huge number. So the space economy is really everything um, that we get from space in terms of you know what comes out of exploring, understanding, utilizing space. So it can range all the way from you know applications like extracting money from your ATM machine, kind of low tech, all the way up to really high tech stuff like advanced breast cancer imaging, which came out of the Hubble Space Telescope program. Because NASA is engaged in going into the unique 
extreme environment of space, we obviously have to innovate and create our own technologies to accomplish our missions. And, and that, that's interesting. Now, how does how does that happen uh, when NASA does something like uh, you know use the Hubble or something in the ISS or space station? How does that make its way to the public? Well, um, a lot of times it's uh, interaction from the Innovative Partnership Program Office that also has small offices in each of our centers. So it's connection with those particular communities, but also doing broad announcements of technologies that have come up and opportunities to partner or opportunities just to pick up those technologies and further develop them. If, if I'm a small business person in, in Miami and I come to the Future Forum here, you know, what, what, can I, what can I do as a result of attending a really cool future forum? Because I thought it was time travel at first, but that's my own ignorance, but I, I guess it's something else. Well, you know, for small businesses, I think it's making that initial connection with us. And the primary place for people, you know, in Florida would be to have that connection with the Kennedy Space Center and have a direct connection with the Technology Transfer Office and the Small Business Office there. That's your, that's your first venue but you may want to have a relationship with any one of our centers or the people at headquarters. And all of the people that are working in those offices are very receptive to developing relationships with these small businesses. I come here and, and hear about all the technology, and then I start to contact Kennedy or, or, or another agency, and uh, possibly we can partner on uh, developing technology. Could be. And then adding our uh, own dollars to the space economy. Exactly. Yeah, and also adding to, you know, we have over 1,600 uh, documented NASA-derived technologies at this point, which is very significant, and that could add to that collection as well. Yeah, and that's, that's quite a, like, Hall of Fame to be, you know, you create a T-shirt. I was one of, you know, my technology was developed by something from NASA, which yeah. would be kind of cool. Well, and that's all part of, you know, what NASA does to spur innovation in the United States and also really increase our U.S. economic competitiveness, and all of that adds to it. You know, small business is a major driver of the U.S. economy. Economy. So to the extent that NASA can take what we've uniquely developed and, and, you know, help transfer that technology and further the economic base of the country, that's in everybody's interest. Um, I notice you're referred to as the Honorable mm -hmm. Shanna Dale. How could I get the status of the Honorable co-host Blair Allen or Honorable Host? How do you get that? You get that by, how I got that was going through becoming a presidential appointee, Senate confirmed person. So it's kind of a hard path. Yeah, yeah. you but might want to need... think about maybe a different title, <laughs> like the Grand Poobah. Ah, nice. Y you know, I like it's that. a little bit different. Yeah. It's something different Break than out. the Honorable, but it's unique. And it also, ha it has some clout. Yeah. I think if I were the Grand Poobah Media Knot of NASA Edge, that that might help, might help me get along. There you go. That opens doors. Awesome. <laughs> well, that, I'm all about opening doors, except when you're in space, unless you're clothed properly, because yeah. that's important. Okay, well, well, thanks so much. We look forward to the future forum, and thanks for the interview. This Thank is great. You. Thank you're watching, you. You're watching NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Who was that guy? I thought I was going to be interviewed by Chris.
Welcome back to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. From the University of Miami in Florida at the Future Forum, where, as you can see with my incredible hosting leadership, we can mix things up here. And Jackie gets to open the show, and then Franklin, and then... You know, oh, that was Franklin's idea. You know, I came up with that idea before we came back. Right, but... Give I, I credit where well, credit it, is due. It's part of being under, a leader. Yeah, right, but my leadership allowed that creativity to flourish, which is, which is nice. And speaking of flourishing, how about that interview with Shana Dale? Pretty good. Great job. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Oh. It was pretty good, but I, I kind of think that Chris fed you some information and questions for that interview. Did you see the interview? <laughs> Those were my <laughs> questions, you know that. Chris would have done a better job, I think, with the questions than, than I did. But I, I you know, put things together, and of course, Shana Dale, brilliant in answering, did a great job, and, and certainly helped me learn a lot more about NASA, which is great, and hopefully you, you as well. And the most interesting part to me was the education part. Yeah. Well, you work in education, right? I do. I work with a program called 21st Century Explorer. It's in both English and Spanish and offers hands-on activities with additional resources just for teachers and parents, all downloadable for free. You know, that, that, was, that was almost host-like. I mean, oh, you did a you. good job. That was, that was pretty impressive. Thank uh, you. So this is not a first rodeo. Uh, that, that's true, but see, again, under my leadership, see how this all comes together? It's really nice. Blair, this Chris is a democracy. I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, to not be a dictator, I'll move on and more democratically approach our interview with uh, actually Carl Walls, former astronaut. We're I talked to him, and we're going to look at that interview, and he's in charge of the Advanced Technologies Division at NASA. So you're going to learn a lot of interesting things about technology and what we're doing in, in the space program, so it should be good. Let's take a look. Hi, we're here with Carl Walls. He is an astronaut at NASA, and also his title, if I get this correct, because it's rather long, is Director of Advanced Capabilities Division. That sounds a lot like, like Morgan Freeman from the Dark Knight uh, Batman movie. Uh, uh -huh. What exactly do you do as the Director of Advanced Capabilities? Well, our, uh, in the Exploration Systems Mission Directorate, there's two groups. There's the Constellation Group, and you know we all know what those guys do, you know, developing the next generation of, of uh, space transportation. On the advanced capabilities side, we have our Lunar uh, Precursor Robotics Program, so the Lunar uh, Reconnaissance Orbiter and L-Cross oh, yeah. are in that group. Uh, along with our human research program, a lot of that uh, work being done on the International Space Station. And then we also have our Exploration Technology Development Program, which is providing the uh, technology underpinnings for, well, both Orion, Ares-1, and then Ares-5, Altair, the lander, and then our surface uh, capabilities as we develop the outpost on the moon. So you don't have much to do in that office, basically. No, no. <laughs> Who gets it? That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. It's, it's a really broad brush of, uh, and, and I, I'll go from talking about you know, surface nuclear reactors for for the moon to talking about the effects of bone loss on astronauts. So it's wow. So you cover the whole gamut then. I try. I try. Because I, we we were actually looking. Uh, we're going to do some segments on L LRO and L cross, and I wouldn't have uh, put that in that that division. But so anyway, so you're basically dealing with how you know really in, not just in support of Constellation, but sort of all the other things that go into a long-term presence on the moon? Is Absolutely. That right? That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, how is real estate going to work on the moon then? Are you going to be involved in selling plots and the nitty-gritty of all that, or how, how is that going to work? Well, you know, it's a good question because, uh, you know, it's a lot of those things have to do with international treaties. There's a... Uh, uh, 
peaceful uses of the moon treaty. There's a, uh, a moon treaty itself. So all those things uh, have to uh, get worked out. Uh, our piece of that is to develop a comprehensive topographic map of the moon, and we'll do that with the uh, Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. And uh, along with that will also be surveys of some of the resources that we might find, expect to find on the moon. And then Elcross, we hope to see if there's any water ice in some of these permanently shadowed craters. And so that's gonna smack into a crater, uh, create a big debris cloud that we'll be able to measure and, and look for direct evidence of water. So it's gonna be pretty exciting. We're going to try to set it up so that it's visible from Earth. So we'll have uh, Earth telescopes as, as well as space telescopes looking for the, for the big, uh, for the big moon, so. Well, I tell you what, um, just as an aside, I, I know the, the, the treaty, international moon treaty thing is important, but if we could get a little you know, plot of land on the Shackleton Rim, I, I'm looking to put a retirement community there. Now, there you I, go. I'm setting aside some money now, some investments, that maybe we could put toward that. So. Hey, you know, it's 1-6-G, it's easier to get around. Yeah. See, what I, I'm wondering if, uh, and this is just if you could help me out here, um, as an untrained, or a media not in training, let's say, that wants to go to the moon, would it be more likely for me to get in on a robotics mission, you know, where, you know, put myself at risk, I'm willing to do that, uh -huh. uh, and maybe go up with some robots and then sort of do a mixed mission yeah. ahead of the regular astronauts? I mean, if something goes wrong, at least I'll have helped the cause. Is you that, will have helped the cause. Is, is that possible? I mean, do they have an avenue for something like that at NASA? Uh, right now, I don't think so. I think it's either robots or it's people, but we'll, you know, We'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm willing to go uh, out to the desert rats like I did. I did some research. Uh -huh. Didn't turn out the way I wanted, but I mean, it's a first step. Yep. And one of the things we really want to see if, if we can actually live off the land to a certain extent, you know, using uh, in situ resource utilization. To I'm, get, I'm, what was that? This is actually using the elements that exist on the moon to. Uh, to provide oxygen or water or raw materials, to take those things and then to, so that we don't have to bring as much from Earth. Right, because it's gotta be incredibly difficult to, to keep providing uh, those resources from Earth and, and you know, for lack of a better word, shipping them up there. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah the, the shipping cost is really expensive. FedEx, FedEx doesn't even go to the moon. Not yet. Uh, not not yet, yet, but maybe in the space economy. In the space economy, that could be a future a future growth uh, market for them. Yeah, see, so I'm getting the lingo down, I'm meeting all the right people. I tell you, I think I'm ready. You, you uh, gotta help me out, uh, help me out with that. I think you're getting there, yeah. Now, I, I do understand, just uh, one, one more question. Um, you uh, used to hold the record for um, longest acid, spending the longest time in space, is that correct? It was uh, Dan Bursch and I, and it was the U.S. record for the longest U.S. space mission. And of course, the longest human mission was 432 days of Polyakov from Russia. So, so for, for Dan Bursch and I, we uh, held that record for Expedition 4. We recently... Uh, that record was supplanted by Mike L.A., uh, Lopez Alegria, and his uh, mission on the International Space Station. That was 213 days. Yeah, it's, 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 it's still cool. I mean, how do you feel about your record? You know, athletes sometimes, they, they don't like to see their records being broken, but, but how do you feel about having your record broken? You know, it, it's one of those things that uh, 
uh, you have to be philosophical about because you know I think records are made to be broken and, and you want those you want that at least I would like to see that continue longer stays uh, because eventually when we go to Mars uh, you know the minimum time one way is like six months so you have to come back you want to stay a while so you're talking you know certainly more than a year or, or maybe up to three years uh, there staying and coming back and so we need to you know we need to set more records like that well I think it'd be cool um, and, and and I think it is great I think you're right and that's a good attitude certainly because ultimately with the long-term presence in space the record would be obviously broken but I don't know how Dan feels but if you wanted a sort of astronaut media night co-op program where maybe you and I could go up oh, there and, you go. And, 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 and then we could break uh, you know all the current records there you go uh, with be... your expertise and uh, my wit uh, and entertainment <laughs> value uh, six you... months in space no problem easy on the way to Mars It'd be there great. you go there you go awesome well, well thanks for taking the time for the interview and you bet. my pleasure I hope the forum goes well and we look forward to hearing you talk and, and uh, you know hearing more from you it'll be great all right well thanks a lot thanks a lot appreciate it sure you're watching NASA edge an inside and outside look at all things NASA you know and if you're at DRATS maybe again this, this uh Welcome back to NASA EDGE. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. From the University of Miami in Florida at the Future Forum. What did you guys think of the Carl Walls interview? I loved it. It was great. It was a pretty interesting guy. Yeah, what's really cool, I think, is the fact that not only we learn about what's happening in the space program, but we're also finding out how we're actually going to accomplish some of these things. So that's very fascinating. And we'll actually hear more about that at the Future Forum. You're watching NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. From the University of Miami in Florida. Not bad, a little, little successful show there. Yeah. Putting it together live, not bad. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Chris, sorry, yes, it's Blair. Um, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be, I'm, I'm at the forum, I'm just not in the forum. Yeah, I know, as host of the show, I'm supposed to be in the forum, but I gave the tickets to Jackie and Franklin, what they called you, and they're already in, yeah, that's, that's about right.